You are listening to the Divorced Christian Podcast Show with your host and teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books, Unlocking Godly Wisdom and The Divorced Christian. For more information, visit the website at thedivorcedchristian.com. And now here's your host, Darius Good. Welcome to another episode of the Divorced Christian Podcast Show. My name is Darius Good. This podcast show was created for Christians who have experienced divorce. And so we deal with this particular topic. I believe that there's not enough information or even uh, teachings on the topic of divorce. And as I began to look at this particular topic and dig and research, um, I found that a lot of my conclusions was drastically different than what I've heard taught on the subject. And so I began putting a book together. The book is not complete just yet. I was hoping to have it finished by January, but I just keep learning more information. And so I have to go back and sometimes I had to alter some of the conclusions and, and not really the final conclusion, but some of the information as it leads to the conclusion had to be adjusted as I'm learning more and more information, even on this week. There's several key points on the topic of divorce um, that I just learned. And so I actually wrote three more chapters on this particular week. So I'm hoping to have this book completed soon. All the information that you're hearing here on the podcast show will be in this book. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of information. And so there's a lot for us to cover. And so I've been kind of moving slowly with the teachings because I was hoping to have the book completed by now. Before I get into today's teaching, I do want to announce that we have just hit 10,000 downloads. So I'm very excited about that. Thank you so much for those of you that are repeat listeners. I'd appreciate it if you would give me a rating. If you're listening on iTunes, just scroll all the way down to the bottom and rate the show. If you're listening on Spotify, you could do it right there from the the homepage, so to speak. Um, But I would love to get your, your ratings in your responses, if you want to leave a review, that would be appreciated as well. We also have a brand new podcast show. Um, as of today, it is not on iTunes and Spotify, even though it should be there soon. Um, but if you go to my website, DariusGood.com forward slash podcast, you're going to see a link that will take you to the podcast show. And I'm going to put it in today's episode description. So that you can just click on that. This show is called Good Treasure Podcast. And on this particular platform, I have other teachings that I'm doing besides us focusing on divorce. And so on that that podcast, I'll reteach some of my Sunday morning teachings or things regarding some of the books that I've written. And so I wanted to create that platform. So if you enjoy the teachings from, from the Divorce Christian Podcast show, check out this podcast. Good Treasure Podcast. Look for that link right in the description and check out uh, the topic that we're currently teaching on right now is evil treasure. So the Bible talks about good treasure and evil treasure. So in that scripture, Luke 6, 45, it says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh 
And so I'm going through a teaching on what evil treasure is. And so check out that podcast show today. On today, I wanted to continue with our teaching on the book of Malachi, which deals with why God hates divorce. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to get to that on today. So maybe on next episode, we'll cover that particular topic of the book of Malachi. But um, I want to say I was hoping to get another episode posted in January. We, we did one at the beginning of the month. And so I was hoping to get one done sooner. But um, today I want to just share a little bit about my personal life. Uh, my wife and I was expecting a baby and our due date was January 11th. And so we were under the impression that he might come early. And so we were prepared. We had packed the bags and things for the hospital. Um, we have a younger daughter, Riley. She's three years old. She's the one that I based my children's series on. So The Adventures of Rai Rai. I have four books. Um, if you check out my website, DariusGood.com, you'll find that children's series there. The Adventures of Rai Rai is also on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, Target, as well as Walmart. But our daughter is three years old, and now we were expecting a son. And so... He ends up coming on January 13th of this year, 2023. And so we have a week and a half old baby and it's been a, uh, an adjustment to our family. We are enjoying him uh, tremendously, but I wanna share a little bit about my son. We named him John. And uh, I think it is relevant to this topic of divorce. And so this is the first time, uh, this is episode 20, God gave me a son. And this is the first time I may be sharing a little bit about my own um, experience. I'm not gonna go into too much detail uh, on today. I do wanna talk about things that are more current in the last several weeks of my life. But I was divorced in 2012. And uh, a lot of the teachings that I'm giving in the podcast show are not teachings that I believed at that point. In 2012, um, I was under the impression that, that divorce was probably a sin in God's eyes. I wasn't sure if you asked me if I really believed that, I might've said, I'm not sure. Um, but that's really all I had heard all my life. It wasn't taught that way at my church. My dad, um, who began, they began the church in 19... 75, him and my mother, along with two other families, husband and wife ministries, the three families came together, began Bible Gospel Center, and then uh, the two ministers left the church, leaving my mother and father with this church about a year after it had begun. And so my dad carried on the church because now members are coming in. He didn't want to just leave them. That scripture talked about uh, sheep scattered without a shepherd. And so my, God just, my dad just held on to the church until the Lord began to speak to him about moving forward, really uh, in the pastorship. And so um, my dad never taught on this particular topic of divorce. I don't know if he purposely um, left it alone. Um, it wasn't something that I heard any teachings from our pulpit on this particular topic. And so a lot of my understanding of God's feelings towards divorce. Um, even that where they say, well, 
there was no divorce in the beginning. So a lot of people's opinions of what that means. I had heard a lot of this growing up, but not from my church. And so when I found myself in this position in 2012 of getting divorced, I wasn't sure how to proceed. Here I am a Christian. The call of God is on my life. I was answering the call. So I was not yet in full-time ministry, but I was ministering very consistently. Um, in 2012, my mother had already taking, taken the pastoral position of the church. My dad died in 2006. And so after his passing, my mother took the leadership and she felt that the ministers should be involved in the ministering of the word. And so we kind of all just took a Sunday um, where she would call and say, you be ready for this Sunday, you be ready for next Sunday. And we kind of followed this system which now allowed me to minister more consistently. And so here I am in ministry and now I find myself divorced. I had no understanding of divorce laws, of uh, family court. I had never been to court before. All of this was very brand new to me. Um, I did not know what a no-fault state meant, which in essence, if you go to court, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. If one person decides that they want to be divorced, then the court would grant them their divorce. Um, I didn't know about divorce procedures of dividing assets and you know all these different things that are a part of the experience. And many of the Christians that I spoke with were very unfamiliar um, with our current laws regarding our court system. And so um, if you had asked me at that point, what did God feel regarding divorce? I really did not have an answer. Um, I remember getting divorced uh, March of 2012, at which point I prayed and said, Lord, I wasn't expecting to be in this particular position and I need direction. I need to know what to do, where to go. Um, and the Lord spoke to me at that point and said, I will speak to you in six months. So I got divorced in March, 2012. In September of 2012, the Lord began to speak to me right on the dot, right on that six month mark. And the very first thing he says to me is, I want you to remarry. And that kind of took me back a little bit because that's not what I expected the Lord to say. Um, my question to the Lord at that point was about my living situation. I needed a place to live. Um, in the divorce, I, you know, she got the house. We had two children, um, my, my daughter and my son. And so here, all I really had was my car and my clothing, and I need direction on what to do next. And the Lord said, first thing he says, I want you to remarry. And so this is very eye-opening for me because um, I never really heard teachings on remarriage. A lot of what I hear is a belief um, or a feeling like, I really believe it's okay for us to remarry if you do end up divorced. But no one really provided any strong scriptures that I think we could point to and say, yes, that's what the Lord is saying. And so we have a lot of feelings in the church well, I feel this, I feel that based on this scripture or that scripture, 
But what about divine revelation that presents for us truth? And so as you hear me say, my own personal experience, I can't preach as truth and say, well, God allowed me. I need to see in the scriptures where the Lord was um, orchestrating certain things or has laws in place or in a person's life, you see a pattern that God has established as, as uh, convincingly or clearly stating that this is God's ways. And so up until that point, I could not really say to you that God was okay with remarriage. I didn't know how he felt regarding divorce, but I did know he was telling me to remarry. And so even at that point, if you had to ask me, is God okay with remarriage? What is his thoughts and opinions on divorce? I really did not have an answer for you. So I just want you to understand that the book, the material that I'm putting together is not based on my personal experience. It's based on this journey of the Lord speaking to me and then me saying, Lord, make this make sense because you do not, the spirit never contradicts the word. The word and the spirit must always agree, always. So God's not gonna say something to me that'd be a contradiction to his scriptures, to his word, or will break spiritual laws. And so I'm like, Lord, you have to make this make sense to me. Um, but what he did, I wanna share this part with you. Uh, when the Lord spoke to me about remarriage, which was at that moment, six months into a divorce, I was not interested in hearing this topic at all. Had no interest in remarrying, um, honestly, I was so, so in a state of brokenness, I wasn't even interested in dating. Um, I felt at some point I probably would date again or find myself in a relationship, but it was just something I just was not interested at the time. And so as the Lord begins to speak to me about remarriage, uh, the first thing he says to me is I've already chosen a wife for you and then proceeds to give me a very detailed description of who she was. So he gives me a description. I won't go through the full description of her, but he said that she, number one, was black. So he told me her race. And then he said that she was 10 years younger than me and gave, gave me, I mean, very, very specific details. And when I met her, she was exactly the detail, the details that God described to me two years earlier. So I got divorced 2012. I met her in 2000. 14. And so to have this experience and have people say that we should not remarry following a divorce, then it causes me to raise the questions of what are we following? Are we following the scripture? Are we following your interpretation of the scripture? Or are we following the voice of God who will never violate the scripture? And I think with this particular topic of divorce and remarriage, we feel that when we go to the scripture, we cannot find a definitive answer on this topic. Part of my prayer has been on, on my journey of divorce, on my journey of remarriage, Lord, show me in the scriptures so that if I ever have to teach this subject, I can definitively say to people, this is what the scripture says. Let me show you. And then let me show you this example in this person's life of what God said to them. And this is what I've been able to do as I've been putting this book together. Um, so let me say this in regards to, to my wife. 
name is Chaz Array. I call her Chaz. Um, we met in 2014. We were uh, married in 2015. So I have two children from my first marriage. What's interesting is in my first marriage in 2007, I had a vision and I saw a girl and she was this chocolate complexion, very even toned skin. Her hair uh, stood out to me because she had a very low haircut, but her hair was very fine. And I remember seeing this girl in a vision and describing her to my ex-wife, thinking that this was going to be our daughter. Um, at that period, my, my ex-wife was pregnant with our first child, and we gave birth to a girl, but it was not the girl that I saw. The girl, my oldest daughter, is a much lighter complexion. And so um, our next child was a boy, and so we only had the two children, but I always held on to this vision that I had of seeing this child. And so I always believed in my heart, there's a third child that is coming and that's the one that the Lord showed me. And I remember following uh, my divorce. I remember just praying and saying, okay, Lord, I know what I saw. I saw it clearly, but maybe I made up who she is. So I need you to tell me who is this child? Maybe she's not my daughter. And the Lord said to me, that girl that you saw is your daughter. I showed you your daughter. And then my question to him was, how is this supposed to happen? Um, I wasn't sure um, how this was going to play out, but I did know at some point I would have this, this, this child. And when I eventually met my wife and she's asking me, you know, will you have more children having the two kids? Are you interested and having more kids, here I am 10 years older than her, I told her, oh yes, because I've already seen another child I'm supposed to have. Now, mind you, I had that vision in 2007. I got divorced 2012. I remarried in 2015. This girl that I saw in the vision was born in 2019. So I held on to that vision for 12 years, I knew the Lord was going to give me a third child. I knew what she looked like. And I had told family members, um, I had told friends, I had told coworkers. And um, when this child was born, you talk about just a wave of emotions um, that hit me as I saw and now was holding in my hand something that God had showed me. It was not fictitious. It was not something I had made up in my head. Um, it was a vision that the Lord showed me, and now this vision has come to pass. So now my son, and, and one day I'll go through the story of my, my wife, um, even the experience, because I want you to understand that us giving birth to Riley um, was not simply, I just trust God, this baby's going to come. My wife went through a, a large amount of health issues, which she did not have up until we got married. And so that helps us to understand spiritual warfare. As the Lord has granted you a promise, you're going to have to go through warfare in order to get the promise. It's called the fight of faith. That's what it is. And so we talk about warring in the spirit. We talk about being prayer warriors and all this language that we use, not realizing faith requires warfare. If the Lord says you're going to get it and he makes you a promise, 
You're going to have to endure to the end in order to receive the promise. And so we had to believe the Lord in spite of con- contradictions that the, the, uh, many times the, the, the doctors were saying that my wife could not give birth to a child. And there's issues going on with her, her ovaries and such. And so I won't go on through all, those, to, through all those details on today, but I want you to understand the Lord kept his word. And I'm sharing this because people say you can't remarry after divorce. And of course, I don't want to make my story the basis of truth. I keep saying, Lord, you got to show me in the scripture if I'm going to be a teacher of the word. You got to show me in the scripture where the word lines up with what you're telling me in my experience. Now, to get to my son, um, who we named John, I named him after my father. Um, My wife is a very spiritual woman given to dreams, given to visions. She knows God's voice. That was one of the things that the Lord said to me about her in those details that he shared, that she's a woman already in ministry. And he said, and she loves me and she understands ministry. And so I married a woman that confidently hears the Lord when he speaks. And she gave him the names of the children for Riley and also for John. So she gave us the name to name him after my father, which for me was very emotional. Um, Trying to mentally now adjust to naming or calling my son the same name that I would call my dad. Um, But it's in honor of him. But what the Lord said regarding this little boy I have a older son, so my first child is 15. My next child is 13. My daughter, Riley, is three. And here, John is now on the way. And the Lord said to me that my father, my grandparents had eight children. Five of them were boys. Four of the boys are dead. Only one is alive. So five boys, one is alive. And the Lord said that there was a attack against the, the good males. Only one of them produced a son. That was my dad. I'm the only male good of my branch. All the rest are females. Now, my dad died at the age of 54. So he died young. And so the only good male that's still living is my uncle. But he has two daughters. Then I produce one son, my oldest son. And so the Lord said to me, because of the attack against the good males, he was going to give me sons. And so my son that was born on January 13th is a part of that promise that God made to me. Not just my first son from my previous marriage, but also this child as well. Now I have two good males. And so I'm sharing this story because when I hear people talk about what God will do, what he won't do, what the Bible says. But a lot of what people believe is not even scriptural. It's a personal interpretation or a private interpretation of what they believe the Bible is saying. I want to share this with you in regards to John, my son. A few years before he was born, I had a dream in which I found myself sitting in the bathroom in the apartment that we lived in. The door was open. I'm sitting on the floor. My wife peeks her head into the bathroom and she says to me, we just lost the baby boy. And I remember my heart sunk and reality sunk in like I just lost my a son. 
and my wife now has just lost a baby. And now here the hopes of a child being born has just been snatched away from us. And so I woke up from the dream and I, I sought the Lord, what am I to do? And uh, I called my sister, shared the dream with her. We began praying for direction. And the Lord said that you're gonna have to pray for this child, otherwise he will not make it. Now others have seen, had seen this son. They saw my wife with him. Different members of the church had dreams and I saw your wife with the baby. So I'm holding on to these dreams that people saw the baby born, but I couldn't ignore what I saw in regards to the, us losing this child. And so I began to intercede and I shared it with those that I, you know, I felt led to share with, asking them to pray with me in light of what the Lord had revealed to me. And so we prayed. And what's interesting is a woman came to my, my wife and said, listen, that third trimester, the Lord says, do nothing. You gotta make sure you guard yourself, protect yourself. Don't do anything, no work. And, that, and she followed the Lord. She followed all the instructions the Lord had given her. And I did not share with my wife the dream that I had because I didn't want her concerned going through this pregnancy thinking that she might lose this baby. And so there were moments we had to go to the hospital for my wife to be checked out. But in my heart, I was still speaking in faith, knowing that one day I would hold this child in my hand. And so these are the promises that the Lord gives to us and if we listen to man who preach um, a man's doctrine, the doctrine of man in regards to divorce, even if they're using scripture, many people would not experience a second marriage. Many people would not give birth to children that were promised them. And these are, these, this is about the, f the fullness of joy. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But how do we experience the fullness of life when after a divorce? We have these experiences and these inner things, and, but man is saying something different. Follow the Lord. Thank you for joining us on today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast show, Good Treasure Podcast Show. And until next time, be blessed. You've been listening to the Divorced Christian Podcast Show with your host, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center, and he is the author of the book, The Divorced Christian. To learn more about this book and other books written by Darius, or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show, visit our website today at thedivorcedchristian.com. We pray that today's episode has brought revelation, understanding, and healing. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast show. And until next time, be blessed.